most success is a function of mindset, whether it's in real estate or any other business, you know, or just in life. You can't have a victim mentality. You can't get down. You just have to press through and uh, take the punches as they come and roll with them and keep your head down and keep working. Your network is your net worth. Come listen to some of the most successful people I know. Share invaluable knowledge, stories, and advice in real estate, business, and beyond. This is Weiss Advice. Whether you want to take your business or personal life to the next level, look no further. Welcome back to Weiss Advice. I'm your host, Yona Weiss. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode and coming in to listen to this. I'm really excited to speak to Mike Van, who's joining me here today, all the way from Kansas City, right? Springfield. Close enough. Close Springfield. enough. Springfield. We're, we're just, just south of Kansas City, so close enough. No, no offense, right? I mean, it's, No it's, one really knows where Springfield is anyway, so... Kansas City is the next best thing. The next best thing. So just a little bit of background on Mike. Mike's been in the real estate business after being in other businesses for many years. He went you know, back into real estate about 20 years, building a portfolio, which now he, he's syndicating and has become a GP, currently owning over 1,000 units. So he's really been involved in the real estate space, but also coming from other business backgrounds as well. So I think that's wonderful because- what I've seen, Mike, a lot of people that get into syndication, they come first from some other sort of successful business ventures, right? People don't start off necessarily their whole entire real estate career as a syndicator, right? You right. usually start off with some success in, you know, another business. So tell me a little bit about that transition from whatever business you, you were doing to move into, into syndication. Right, right. Well, uh, so I, uh, you know, started off and I've always been entrepreneurial, right? I've always had my own little businesses from when I was a little kid, pushing right. my mower around the, around the, uh, the neighborhood, uh, whatever it was, you know, I always had my own little, my own little side hustle, so to speak. So after college, I got into medical sales and in the pharmaceutical industry. And so in that business, you know, there's often restructuring and layoffs and things like that. And, and, uh, you know, one night I was sitting there late night, whatever, see the late night infomercial, you know, Carlton sheets, mm -hmm. the whole thing, uh, real estate's going to make you rich and all that kind of stuff. And so I was like, sure, I'll, I'll buy the course. And you know, uh, like a lot of people do, don't take any action, just sit it on the shelf. And so yeah. a year or so goes by and you know, we get a, one of those phone calls or one of those emails rather saying, stay by the phone and uh, we're going to go through some restructuring and, stay by the phone this day and we'll see if you make it through. And so I made it through the first time. And at that point decided it was time to uh, not rely on corporate America and rely more on myself to uh, have a backup plan. So dusted mm -hmm. off the course, went driving for dollars and started off with, uh, you know, getting this, this duplex was my very first property. And then, you know, graduated on up and through the, over the years uh, doing some fix and flips and, and uh, small multifamily and smaller apartments and and so forth and uh, you know yeah. throughout yeah. the throughout that time period made it through a few more of those phone calls but each time that I did have one of those uh, phone calls and was and successfully made it through I worried less and less because I, I had a backup plan and with 
you know, the longer time went on, the more property I, I accumulated, the less I was uh, concerned yeah. about what would happen after that. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, it is really a blessing to, to have that backup plan and to have that education that even, even allows you to, to come to that, you know, realization mm -hmm. that you need a backup plan and you need right. to have some sort of security to move into that. But, you know, one thing that I've found, and, you know, I've been, you know, been discussing this with many, many people that are in the real estate world, specifically multifamily and syndication, you know, real estate, if you don't really know it and you don't get into multifamily specifically, then real estate has, you know, for a lot of people kind of like a bad name to it. You know, you have like these slumlords and these people that they don't take care of it. And mm -hmm. you're kind of, you know, what, you know, obviously you're not, you're not a slumlord, right? Right. <laughs> you're, uh, you know, you're providing places for people to live and you're also giving back to those communities by, by bettering them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Are all of your properties in the, you know, Missouri area or do you branch uh, no. out to other? No, um, I'm from Arkansas. I grew up, born and raised in Arkansas and, uh, and then moved to Missouri about 16 years ago. And so I, my personal properties are in both of those states. And then when we started syndicating, I have properties in Kansas, uh, Oklahoma, and DFW are where the majority of those properties are located. Good stuff. Good stuff. And so are you, are you finding any difficulty during this time, or are you in a more expansive mode, even though, you know, there's the economy has been hit hard and, you know, mm -hmm. jobs have taken a toll, but are you guys still looking at deals, still trying to, to find deals expanding? Yeah, absolutely. You know, around the uncertainty that, that was occurring, you know, people were speculating, oh, this is going to be another 2008. There's going to be, you know, rock bottom prices and deal wholesale deals everywhere. And there may be at some point in the future, but, but at this point, prices haven't really started to soften at all uh, mm -hmm. from what I've seen. Um, sellers are still, um, you know, sellers are still sticking to the price and yeah. some have pulled back off the market, you know, the, they're not, they're, they were going to wait to sell, but uh, we're still pursuing and, you know, we were blessed to have uh, really not missed a beat uh, from a rent collection standpoint. We actually improved occupancy you know, over the last couple of months. And um, like I said, I've been really blessed to, uh, to have made it through. And, and hopefully now that we're starting to see some recovery, you know, that will continue on. And so, so what do you think that question. was, uh, what do you think it was due to that? You know, the fact that you guys have had not had a problem with, with rent collections. What, what do you think they you know, well, helped, you, helped you guys achieve that? As soon as we saw this was coming, I mean, we got out ahead of it and uh, reached out to, to our residents and let them know, you know, we, we have resources in place um, for your safety and health. Mm -hmm. We have, we want to provide you information as far as resources for your well-being in, in regards to, um, you know, the, uh, the stimulus dollars sure. that were available for them. And so we also put programs in place to incentivize them to pay their rent first really? and foremost. Like what? Uh, you know, we put it little raffles in place oh, or yeah? uh, things like that. If, if they, uh, you know, on time, on time rent would be entered for a, a gift card giveaway, prepayment would be entered for a gift card giveaway. So, I mean, it was uh, just a little token that really went a long way as far as uh, getting people incentivized to pay their rent, catch up on old bad debt 
and and also prepay their rent. And you know, one of the things that will really be the true test is is once the you know the stimulus checks have run out and and the the uh, extra um, unemployment insurance or unemployment uh, payments, the six hundred dollars a week extra, runs out. You know, July and August will really be the true test of where we are. I think in regards to you know, the, the well-being of, of our properties and our residents from a financial standpoint. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, what would you say, I mean, you've had experience in, sounds like, in single families, in, in small multifamily, in large multifamily, in syndication, and pa- you know, passive investing. You kind of have run a, a big spectrum of mm-hmm. the, the real estate game. What do you think is, for someone like yourself, you know, who that now you looking back on, you know, doing this for, for a number of years, someone who's in your position, maybe someone who's listening to this and they, they have a full-time job and they're thinking of getting into real estate. What do you think is, is the easiest barrier to entry or the, or the best, uh, you know, entry point for someone like that? As far as, uh, with no real estate background at all. Yeah. Nothing. That would be passive investing. I mean, honestly, I, I still have a full-time job. And, uh, you know, the, the fact that uh, my personal portfolio, I, I couldn't do that without a fantastic property manager. And the syndication aspect, I couldn't do those with, couldn't do that without, without my uh, phenomenal partners that I have. But from a, from a standpoint of someone who's just looking at, you know, knows real estate is a good investment. Mm-hmm but has no idea or the time of how to learn or get into it themselves. Passive investing is by far the, uh, the best way. You, know, you still need to educate yourself on how to underwrite a deal so you can know that, you know, the sponsors you're teaming up with are, are, are actually, you know, underwriting to conservative standards, what their assumptions that they're using are and, and, and know how to, you know, bet a sponsor, so to speak. So you want to know, you know we like our, educa- our, our investors to be educated on, what they're getting into, the risks, you know, the downsides as well as the upsides. Oh, that's, that's great advice because anyone can really invest passively in a, in a real estate deal. I mean, pretty much. Mm-hmm. There may be some limitations if you know the sponsors or not to, you know, whether you're a accredited investor or, or not, or sophisticated investor. But nevertheless, regardless, if you have some extra savings, you can definitely put that to work. And real estate investing, like we talk about a lot, is probably one of the best investment vehicles there is because it has that security that you know a lot of other, you know, the volatility of the stock market does not have. Mm-hmm. And it also has, you know, tax benefits that, that come along with it that you know other types of investment vehicles don't have as well. So you have a, a lot of advantages, you know, going forward. So absolutely. You know, that, that's that's a great idea. So let's let's kind of switch gears a little bit here, if you don't mind, Mike. Sure. Uh, you know, you're obviously working with partners in your syndication, mm-hmm. and you guys are buying you know large multifamily deals. You know, and this is some question I get asked a lot. You know, when finding partners, you know, how do you find the right partners for a deal, uh, for not a, a deal, but for a business venture? Right. You have. You're looking for like-minded people. You're looking for people that are totally different, people that have different skill sets. Like what was the, the magic combination between you and your two partners? You know, honestly, um, partnerships like a marriage. I mean, you have to be really, really certain before you say I do 
that you're going to stay with these people forever. And, you know, there, there's never a hundred percent. Um, but what I did and you know, how I met my partners to back up a little bit is you need, you can meet people through these industry networking events. I actually met my two partners in a uh, apartment syndication mentorship program. And uh, the reason I joined the program is to is to not necessarily learn the fundamentals of real estate, but actually learn the fundamentals of syndication, you know, the legal aspects of it, uh, some of the asset management uh, aspects of managing larger, you know, properties. Stewarding other people's funds is, uh, you know, it's a big responsibility. So I wanted to go where people were doing what I wanted to do and, and were at a high level of success in doing it. And so uh, through that program, I met several operators who, uh, who, where I wanted to be. And, you know, we did uh, these partnerships initially. Everybody came into it as their own, you know, LLC. So it's a partnership, but we were all separate little entities going into it and did a few deals that way with, with uh, two different partnership groups. I did three deals that way with two different partnership groups. And then, you know, I met Carl Supercrop, who is my partner out of Dallas and uh, Rodney Miller, a partner out of Oklahoma City. Met them you know, when I first joined the program and we had, we had all done deals with other groups and we decided we wanted to start doing deals together because we really just got along well, you know? So our first deal we did together, we did it just like the other ones. We came in separately under our separate LLCs and, and did the deal together uh, just to see how we worked together, you know, as a team, because you get, sitting around having a beer is one thing and, and you can be like-minded and, and uh, thinking everything's going to go well, but until you get into the pressures of a deal, raising millions of dollars, you know, all the timelines, all the, all the, the things that have to be uh, accomplished on a time frame. You know, working under that stress really lets you know um, if you're in with the, the right people. And so we did that first deal together, and and it was uh, pretty much seamless. We we worked very well together, had a lot of great synergies, and uh, held each other accountable. And you know, did that in a manner that was. Uh, where we worked well. I mean, you know, we held each other accountable, but we did that in a manner that was very, you know, friendly. And so the next, after that deal was done, we decided to formalize our partnership and create, uh, you know, Trident Multifamily and started pursuing deals under that brand and closed another deal last year under the Trident Multifamily banner and pursuing deals uh, this year as well. Amazing. So what is Trident? What, what does that mean? What does that mean to you? Uh, Trident, well, the power of three. You know, there's three partners, first of all. Three is kind of a magical number in the Bible and, and uh, you know, the Trinity and so forth. That was kind of uh, the, the premise behind it was just the power of three, really. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really like the, the logo. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's important to stand behind your brand, you know, and appreciate the, what you guys have and go for you. So, yeah, I love that. I love, you know, in the world... You know, we have a tradition, the world stands on, on three things. And like, just like a, a stool, right? Uh, a chair you can't stand on two feet. You have to have three feet for it to truly stand upon. So that's really the power of a partnership where you have, you know, three people kind of, kind of coming together and, and making something happen that you couldn't have, like you said, the synergies that you couldn't have, have done otherwise. Absolutely. You can definitely go further together. Definitely go further together. Awesome. I appreciate that. So I think, I think we're going to, you know, without further ado, let's just jump into the final four because I think we're going to go a little deep on some of these questions. I have a feeling, Mike. So what's the worst job that you ever had? The worst job I ever had? Probably uh, 
digging ditches. My family has had a construction company when I was growing up and worked a lot of summers there. And, you know, you start out at the bottom, digging ditches and picking up trash. And, uh, you know, it, it, it was, uh, it was a hard job, but it wasn't glamorous by any means, but, you know, I, I, I learned to enjoy the value of hard work and, uh, and learned a lot, um, about construction and project management and, mm-hmm. you know, um, which, which helped me a lot, uh, in the, the real estate business that I'm in today. But yeah, I'd say as far as the, the, so the it, worst it may, goal, that was probably yeah, it. it may have been, you know, challenging, but you still learn something from it. Right. So absolutely. I mean, I, I look at no matter what job you're doing, you do it with your best effort, your full heart, and you look to learn a lesson from it, regardless of what it is. There's always a lesson to be learned. Mm-hmm. And it's easy just to ch- kind of jump out and, and cop out and say, you know, I'm not doing this. Uh, I move on quickly. But, you know, if you're, if you're yeah. in it, try to take advantage of it and use it as a learning experience. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I think, I think we've all and everyone can, can relate to that, that we've been in situations where have been less than ideal. But yes. It's about, it's about what you're learning from it and how you can make the best out of the situation. It sounds like you made uh, turn ditches into, uh, you know, ditches into riches, baby. (laughs) Love that. That's awesome. Um, If I had Twitter, I'd I'd probably tweet that, but I don't. So (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the uh, second question is what's a book you've read that has given you a paradigm shift? Um, you know, I'm sure everyone says the rich dad, poor dad. and, And that was, you know, the, the initial book that I read, that made me change the way about uh, I thought about money and income and and uh, where I wanted to be in that quadrant, you know. So that that definitely was the first. You know, Think and Grow Rich is uh, another phenomenal book that I, I reread every year. And uh, you just you just get Napoleon Hill. I mean, he's timeless, you know. So I would say those two are probably the most uh, profound, fundamental books that that you need to read. Absolutely. No, excellent books, both of them. And, and I agree with you. I think, you know, a lot of people on the show have, have given similar answers or the same answers because, you know, ultimately those, the, the power that is written in these books, the concepts are just incredible. And like you said, timeless. And you know, without well, and, them, I think a lot of people would not be where they are. Absolutely. I mean, you know, most success is a function of mindset, whether it's in real estate or any other business, you know, or just in life. You can't have a victim mentality. You can't uh, get down. You just have to press through, you know, and uh, take the take the punches as they as they come and roll with them and, and keep on keep your head down and keep working. Sure. And what I love about Think Grow Rich the most, and and this is something that I believed even before I first read that book, is that just the power of, you know, thought of not just your mindset, but you know, the power of actually actively thinking about how outcomes of events, how things are going to be done. And, you know, it really does. I literally today, I just had this experience. I was thinking about someone, okay? I was thinking about Mm -hmm. a specific person that I had been in touch with over a year ago, probably a year and a half, two years ago, who I hadn't heard from at all. I hadn't, but I was thinking about him. And literally, like, you know, with that power of thought, I was like, should I I send him an email? Should I, should I not? Should I just... 
And through that, literally, my assistant had sent me, you know, some information. Sometimes he pulls off from places where people were closing deals, so we'll get some information, uh, how to, you know, who to reach back out to. And literally, he sends me this guy's, uh, you know, closed on a deal wow. recently. I was like, wow, that's that's incredible. I mean, just you can call it coincidence, but I don't believe in coincidences. I believe everything happens for a reason. Right. Everything happens as a result of, you know, what we do and what we think and what we say. So. That was right. a, just an incredible experience that just happened to me literally today. So you make your own luck. Yeah, exactly. So you, there's definitely a lot of truth to, to that book and, and to the concepts that are in it. So I appreciate you bringing that up. So we're up to number three, which is what is a skill or talent that you would like to learn? A skill or talent that I would like to learn mm-hmm. is probably to, um, to learn how to be still and, you know, truly have time to reflect and introspect, so to speak. The few times that I have been able to do that, uh, which is not very often, you can learn a lot about yourself and, and get answers to a lot of questions. And so I would like to perfect that more, be more intentional about it, probably. I mean, you know, really, you can do anything you want to do or make time for anything you want to, you want to do. If you just prioritize it, you know, people always say, oh, I'm too busy to exercise and too busy to, to do this or that, but you're not too busy to do what is really important to you. So mm-hmm. it's all about priorities. Um, but time. Yeah. I, I think I would, I would definitely like to learn that skill better. That's a very good skill to have because you know, that's where the thinking grow rich is really all about, you know, being still Absolutely. And, and, mm-hmm. and making that time to really sit down and think about that. It's something that I do every day and, you know, just from a religious perspective, it's like a meditation and you know, kind of mm-hmm. prayer, which, which allows us to do that and introspect. And yeah, I you know, truly during, see the power of it. So yeah, during the quarantine, I had a lot of, a lot of time to do that. And, and uh, I have gotten in a habit of doing that over the past, uh, you know, a couple of months. But as we started to loosen back up and get more, you know, busy again, I've had to be more intentional about carving out that time, you know, and whether it's getting up a little earlier or uh, staying up a little later, you know, but, but truly making that time to, to reflect. And turn off the distractions is really mm-hmm. what, what it's all about, yeah. which is very difficult. I mean, to be honest, it's very Not difficult good. in our day and age, mm-hmm. especially if you're your phone and it's beeping and it's, it's, it's very difficult to, to take that time to be still and to reflect and to go, you know, ponder. But the power of doing that, literally, it's, it's. I mean, I call it like transcendental. And, and what mm-hmm. that means to me is just, it, it literally takes you above and outside of yourself. Right. And, and being right. outside of yourself is really the only way to connect to a higher being, connect to God anyways, because mm-hmm. when yourself, when you're in the way, right, you're not Absolutely. making yourself, right. uh, <laughs> you're, you're kind of blocking blocking that but when you can kind of get outside yourself and the only way to really do that is is really to turn off the distractions and to kind of know kind of think about that and, and ponder and let your mind kind of go and think about the beauty and the wondrousness of, you know wonderfulness of this world i mean just look at the creation mm-hmm. look at look at a oh tree look at a plant yes and don't just look at it once like actually look at a flower and stare at it for a few minutes and ponder the, mm-hmm. the wondrousness of, of that creation and the it, creator. It, it, is, it is truly amazing that if you do take the time to just look at a tree or a flower or a bird or you know any living thing and just ponder the 
wonder of creation. Yeah. And, you know, that feeling of gratitude you have that washes over you for not only that, that life, but your own life and all the blessings that you have. Um, it's a great way to start the day for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Beautiful. Well, thank you for that. And our fourth question, Mike, is what does success mean to you? You know, it's funny. When I was young, success meant monetary success. Mm-hmm. You know, I grew up with a single mom. We were poor and didn't, didn't know my dad. And so, you know, I was in a neighborhood where or went to schools where you know, there were both sides of the tracks there, so to speak. And so, and honestly, I had a lot of friends who were from well-to-do families. And so I saw their intact family and, you know, the things that they had, the house they lived in, the vacations they went on. And, you know, I said, I want that. I want that. I will have that. And so early on in my career, success was monetary. But as I achieved that and still felt the emptiness inside, success has been more about giving back. And so, you know, when you find time to do mission work and, and, and giving back is not just writing a check, right. you know, giving back is, is truly giving of yourself. And so, you know, we are involved in the local uh, homeless community here as far as uh, giving back that way through volunteering, you know, volunteer at church. I started a ministry called Helping Hands Ministry, where we help you know, single moms and old folks uh, do repairs around their house and things like that. And, and, uh, and then also I've done some international mission work as well. But, but truly, I mean, you know, the feeling you get whenever you see the look on their face, you know, you can't describe it. it. It fills that hole in the heart that nothing else can. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I appreciate that, Mike. It's it's been very it's beautiful. You know, I think I agree on a lot of these points. It's 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 always nice to you know kind of like see how other people see things and see how we're so similar in a lot of ways. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's kind of what the the like mindedness of people is. So that's that's beautiful. Where can people find you or reach out to you? Uh, well, you can go to our website at, at tridentmultifamily.com. Give me an email, you know, Mike at tridentmultifamily.com. You can follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook. Shoot, give me a call, 417-576-8850. I love to help people out, talk about real estate or life in general. Amazing. Thank you again, Mike. I appreciate your time today with us. And, and we've learned a lot. And I really uh, hope we can do this again soon. And Absolutely. I appreciate you having me on the show, Yana. Thank you. It's my pleasure. And to all our listeners, thank you for joining us once again. This has been an incredible session today, and I look forward to you coming back another time. And remember, the best advice comes only when you ask. Real quick, I have one question for you. Did you like this episode? If you did, I want to ask you a huge favor. See, the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread this message to the whole world is that if you leave a review, a rating, and subscribe to the podcast. What that does is it basically tells the platforms that this podcast is out on is that you like my stuff and I'm doing something right. So take a few seconds out of your day, hit that subscribe button, leave a rating review. I would be extremely grateful. Also, I want to hear from you guys. So I want to hear some feedback. If you have any questions for future episodes, please find me on LinkedIn. Send me a DM, a connection request, Yona Weiss, and I'd love to hear from you.